It's all about putting context to what they're about to hear. If you just drop in and say, here's here's thus and so talking about this and so, it doesn't give the listener a lot of run up to what they could experience. That's the voice of Lucas Hendrickson, writer and host of Around the Barrel, the official podcast of Jack Daniels. He's been published in USA Today, The Tennessean, and dozens of magazines and websites. So in this episode, Lucas helps us explore the value in crafting custom intros and outros for your podcast. He also reveals how he writes his narration and how you can harness the true power of a call to action by including it in your copy. Welcome to Brandcasting with Relationary Marketing, the show all about how to build a professional branded podcast that delivers on your business's goals. I'm your host, Clark Buckner, partner and co-founder here at Relationary. We're a turnkey podcast production agency for B2B content marketing. We help brands and agencies create engaging content to establish thought leadership, nurture key relationships, and promote events. For a recap and transcript of this episode and to download our free five-step guide to building a branded podcast, head on over to relationarymarketing.com slash podcast. Now, let's jump in. I am the host of Around the Barrel with Jack Daniels, the official podcast from the makers of Jack Daniels. Uh, I'm a longtime Nashville resident, been here close to 30 years, uh, and been involved in a lot of different media forms in this town, mainly print, but now obviously doing broadcast on the podcast side and and also whomever else will pay me. I cannot be bought. I can, however, be rented. Rented, yes. Large <laughs> land mammal in the studio yes, with us. that. So we've known you for several years. I remember when I first met you, you were yelling loudly in a downtown bar, not in the way I, you might think. I did that several several times over the course of so that uh, was about for five years. a local event, basically mm-hmm. that included podcasting, sure. included writing, and included all the, these different creative elements when it comes to content marketing and technology and all that. So how cool is it that fast forward several years later, we're getting to work together in this context? Sure. I know you're also the what is it the Info dispenser. Senior info dispenser, yes, at Yazoo Brewing Company. 900 River Bluff Drive, Madison, Tennessee, our brand new address, telling the story of that Southern Regional Brewery since 2003. So, yeah, uh, I do the, do a lot of that as well. You're telling a lot of stories. You've been telling a lot of stories for I the past been. 30 years. <laughs> and I know a lot that's, of that has been for print. That's that's hard to hear out loud. I, I, I can say it in my own head, but, yeah, it's hard to hear. Yeah, I've, been, I've done media in this town for close to 30 years. I came here for the first time. Uh, to do an internship in 1989 for a tiny little PR firm on Music Row that shut its doors about six months after I left. So I, I like to say that they couldn't get along without me. That's a completely different uh, other reality probably. Right. Actually, the, one of the principals on that got a much better job. So uh, that's why that went away. So yeah, first came to Nashville in 1989, moved here in 1991 full-time to work for the Nashville Banner, the late and somewhat lamented afternoon newspaper, uh, was there for right at about four years, uh, then went to work for various other publishing companies and internet companies in the earliest days of, of that endeavor, and then kind of struck out as a freelancer, uh, or as I prefer to call it, paylancer, uh, in 2000, and have just kind of cobbled together a media career uh, since then. So I, I, I don't know that I could function full-time in a nine-to-five gig anymore. It's been way too long. 
I like the the career you've set out to for yourself, <laughs> and it's really fun. So one of the phrases I've heard you say before, I'm actually going to play it. It's at the very beginning of Around the Barrel. This is on our teaser episode. I'll just hit play. Stories always get better in the retelling, and in the case of Mr. Jack Daniel, the distillery that bears his name, and the world-famous whiskey that emerges from the hollows of Lynchburg, Tennessee, there is no shortage of stories to be told. That phrase, stories get better in the retelling? Yeah. How has that been a theme in your career, and how do you think that translates to podcasting? So I have to, uh, again, my journalism training tells me, in the interest of full disclosure, uh, where that came from. So a friend of mine who was a publicist for uh, a label said that phrase to me close to 25 years ago now. And it, and it stuck with me because most of my career has been spent in telling other people's stories. So as a print journalist or, and, and now doing what we do with, uh, around the barrel, you're taking in that story. You're, you're necessarily putting your filter on it because you're trying to translate that into something that's going to be interesting for your audience to hear or read. So that's been that's been a driving principle in in what I do. Don't necessarily color it up with with you know what your experiences are and where your mindset is, but 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 translate it, shape it, focus it, trim it down, amplify certain things, and make sure the the the, the audience that you're trying so very hard to capture their attention and keep it takes it and enjoys it and does something with it. That's the thing. There's so much stuff out in the world right now for us to consume from a media standpoint. The next logical step has to be taking that information and doing something with it. It can just be putting it into your pocket and enjoying it and going on with your day. Or learn something more, take that next step on your own to amplify your own enjoyment of of said topic. It doesn't do you any good if it just goes in one ear and comes out the other. I like how you called out the idea of a hook, the concept of a hook. So, of course, that is a huge part of writing. Sure. And in podcast land, it is also super important. So how about we dive into the whole reason you and I are sitting here talking <laughs> about intros and outros, how important they are, how to write them well. That's something you are super talented at. To give us some context, I'm just going to play this clip. This is an intro. This is actually the season one finale intro on Around the Barrel with Jack Daniels. So let's hit play and then let's talk a little about it. Southern hospitality is real, y'all. And food is often the thread that ties that hospitality and the people who experience it together. That's certainly the case in the tiny town best known as the home of Jack Daniel Distillery, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Since 1908, Miss Mary Bobo's boarding house has been the nexus of great food and lively conversation in that pastoral dot on the Middle Tennessee map. Generations of Lynchburg residents and whiskey enthusiasts alike have gathered around Miss Mary Bobo's tables. And Debbie Baxter carries on that tradition as the manager of the boarding house today. Debbie brings her own decades of experience to the role, having learned from Miss Mary herself, and knows the appeal of a great Southern dining experience, which leads to great stories to tell around the barrel. Welcome to the season one finale of Around the Barrel, the official podcast from the makers of Jack Daniels. I'm your host, Lucas Hendrickson. Believe it or not, there are still places in the U.S. that don't equate food with something you can drive up to a window and acquire. 
One of those places is Lynchburg, Tennessee, where there is nary an arch, a bell, a king, or a colonel to be found. For 110 years, Miss Mary Bobo's boarding house, located in the heart of Lynchburg, has welcomed visitors from near and far to sit a while, experience a great meal, and get to know friends you just met, even if they live half a world away. Debbie Baxter is a Lynchburg native, growing up around the Jack Daniel Distillery and the various businesses and venues affiliated with it. She proudly carries on Miss Mary Bobo's vision of treating everybody that walks through the door like family and making sure no one leaves her table hungry. I love that one. <laughs> you do such a good job with that. And uh, let's just kind of unpack that. So sure. the content design, let's kind of, I want to hear you kind of share what we just listened to from the very beginning to teeing it up to the full edited interview. Okay. You know, when we started this project, the the content design was kind of already put in place. We had, um, you know, between you and me and Chuck Bryant, the other uh, principal involved in Relationary, we had a, an afternoon. We, we drove down to Lynchburg. So it was an hour and a half down there. We took a tour with uh, the gentleman who ended up being our very first guest, uh, Ben Spears. And then drove back. So that was the that was the day we really kind of hashed out the bulk of what this was going to look like and sound like. You guys already had in place the idea of your texture moment, trying to identify some natural sound that set up the um, you know what what the episode was going to be about. The gold moment idea of here's a quote, here's a pull quote from your guest uh, to kind of give them some context on what they're going to be talking about as well, and then. That's when my ego took over and <laughs> start, you know, carved out some space to uh, write up to some fantastic theme music we've we've had put together for this, and then around and past that, hit the hit the name of the show, come back and hit it again with my name, that kind of stuff as well. So in the midst of that, I've just been trying to figure out how to. It's all about putting context to what they're about to hear. If you just drop in and say, "Here's here's thus and so talking about." this and so, it doesn't give the listener a lot of run up to what they could experience. So this one, you know, the season one finale, certainly a little, little more conversational than some of the previous ones had. I don't think I'd ever done, you know, put the word y'all in on purpose in a previous episode. Uh, but it was about kind of trying to put together the context of here's this down-home dining experience that you can experience uh, if you go to Miss Mary Bobo's. Kind of putting together the and previewing the casual nature that Debbie Baxter was going to bring to her interview. She was scared to sit behind a microphone and talk about what she does and does very well, but did a fantastic job. And it's one of the episodes that is beloved. Uh, <laughs> so my intro idea on this was to make it be comfortable, but also give it context in the same moment. So I wanted to set the scene, you know, my, one of my favorite lines of the whole thing that I've written, uh, was talking about how there is, um, there's nary an arch, a bell, a king or a colonel to be found that was side shade thrown at various fast food organizations. If you if you dig a little deeper, there's a little side note talking about kernels 
again, you know, the fight that can be between Tennessee and Kentucky uh, from from a, uh, an alcohol perspective. Uh, so, yeah, there's an, a little extra side shade thrown with that note. Uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed writing this. Uh, I ri- enjoyed writing this episode a lot simply because it was fun. It was it was a great uh, framework on top of which to put this intro that that led up to what, what was a what was a great interview and conversation. So you're a talented writer. If I was to unpack everything you just said, just to simplify it, really, when we talk to folks who are going down the route of having what we call the custom intro narration, where you either have some sort of gold moment, texture moment, whatever, go to the intro, go to the full edited interview, or maybe you just start off with, you know, a custom intro narration, whatever that may be. There's really three main goals that are shared. It's the who, if it's an interview-based show, mm-hmm. of course. It's the who you're going to hear from. It's the what, and that includes what the topic is, but also what the show is. And it gets, that gives confidence and validation to the listener that, hey, you are in the right place. Mm-hmm. And then when you talk about the who and the what, naturally you start to hear the why. The why sure. comes out and why this matters. And you don't even necessarily need to say that why this matters, but by saying who and what, uh, you know that usually is going to convey some importance. Sure. And usually when those first two minutes, you know, that's, we like to get intros done quick, mm-hmm. effectively, two minutes in and out. That two minutes is, you know, this is probably a little bit of a longer intro that we use sure. for this particular podcast, but it works. You know, we want to blend in the music, whatever. So anyway, the point is who, what, why in an intro, that is typically what works. Any other tips that you can translate from your years of writing for future copy to maybe writing for intro sure. for a podcast. Sure. Well, again, that stories are get better in the retelling. That's that's such a big part of that. Kind of 1A underneath that in, in writing any sort of thing to either to be read or listened to. Uh, another piece of advice that came from an editor a long time ago was be my eyes. So when you're a writer, you are put in the position, again, of, of bringing in that bringing in that information and redirecting it out. So you want to be able to set the scene for your reader or listener. And so be descriptive, but be efficient. Be be complete, but be concise, that kind of thing. So, you know, how how this show different, differs from, say, a, a, a traditional B2B, this is B2C. This is business to consumer. This is a brand uh, podcast focusing on uh, a product that is meant to be enjoyed slowly. And responsibly, uh, so users uh, yeah, twenty one and up. Exactly for for uh, exactly listeners uh, age twenty one and up in the United States. You know, I, I feel okay about kind of making a little longer intro, not just hitting the ground running, because I hope we're creating a, a listening experience for folks who they're just you know they're sitting around uh, sitting on their porch, perhaps whittling. As our friend uh, Mark McCallum uh, <laughs> talked to, with us uh, a few weeks ago, uh, the outgoing president of Jack Daniels, and, and you know, enjoying enjoying the experience that we're putting together for him. It's a conversation that's intended to be consumed leisurely. B two B podcasts, you know, use a little more. Maybe you're doing it on your commute. Maybe you're uh, just trying to learn some stuff, uh, sharpen your your skill set, add to your toolbox, whatever you want to call it. And so they can kind of go quicker. Do that. Who? What? Why? If when and where goes into that and works well, then throw that in there as well. But and, and then get to your conversation uh, because they're trying to probably take some stuff in at a little faster pace. All right, I like that. And the concept here you're talking about is shorter is better. Shorter absolutely is better. In my experience, in the context of writing for print, uh, your intro is your lead, and 
so many times throughout my career, I have spent as much time crafting my lead as I have the rest of the story sometimes. If I do what I do well with the interview and the information gathering on that, the rest of the story kind of emerges of its own accord. Your lead is where you're wanting to grab your reader and keep them there. And in my case, I prefer a shorter lead. Associated Press Style says try to keep it to 35 words or less. If I can do it in five, fantastic. But it, again, it can, it's got to be one of those uh, scene setting things that can give you a little bit of context to lead into what the rest of the story is going to be about. But if you can do it in just a few words, the, the better. I know this may seem like just another thing that needs to get created for a podcast. It might take some time, but the good thing about creating a solid intro, this is text that's read, right? Mm -hmm. And also this can be shifted and changed around a little bit to be some of the text description that accompanies the podcast episode. So in a lot of cases, we are typically, most clients, we want them to be adding the podcast to their website. And when the content is shared in that fifth and final step for publishing, we want the content to be getting traffic on the website. And there's a lot of reasons for that with SEO, you know, search engine optimization. And we want to get customers, users to the website to engage with the brand or the business. But having that intro written out makes that description a whole lot easier for what's written out on the blog post. So that lead you're talking about in mm -hmm. the intro, that's also on the blog. Yeah. And you're you can repurpose that pretty easily. Absolutely. And that can be repurposed into social media posts. Yep. All of the above. So as we're kind of moving along here, one of the tips I've shared before and I know you talk about this as well in order to be a good producer of content any kind of content first you need to be a consumer mm -hmm. so any advice that has helped you with either writing intros or outros or just being a content creator why is being a consumer important before you can really be a good producer yeah that that's the that's the important thing when you start writing anything to be a good writer you must Start by being a good reader and continue by reading. And then also taking note of the things that impact you positively or negatively. This is a good lead. This isn't. This story flow, the way they work with time is good or it needs to be done chronologically. Whatever. you know, Take note of that. Either write it down or file it away in your own mental Rolodex, whatever. Same thing with podcasts. And I, this is my first foray into it. Uh, and I'm blessed and lucky to be able to, to do it for a major brand and with people I enjoy working with. So, um, so, but, but leading up to that, I have been and continue to be a voracious podcast listener. I, I'm very thankful for the folks at Overcast who have created a podcast player that uh, you can kind of speed up and yet not disrupt your listening experience by people sounding like chipmunks. Thank you, Marco Arment, for uh, creating that fantastic piece of software. Anyway, so I've, over time, picked up the things in, essentially, you're looking at content design and, and, and figuring out the things that you like, you don't like. We've been able to apply those things to what we're trying to do with Around the Barrel to be an effective communicator. So I, I like what we've put together. 
the NPR style approach that we've taken with some of these intros and outros, and especially with our episode covering the uh, Jack Daniels International Barbecue Cookoff, we we veered from the normal path that we do to create a you know a reported podcast, and and I think we all had a lot of fun doing it and and cutting it together. So don't be afraid to to play with the forms, learn the rules. And then learn how to break them creatively. That's the you know that's the goal of any of this content creation. There are things that work. Don't disrupt just for the sake of disrupting. Uh, yes, create you know um, what you want your expression to be, and what is especially if you're looking at a business to business perspective, uh, what's going to work best for your client and or your business. But know the rules and and then break them creatively. That's good. And what we're really aiming for in any kind of podcast we're creating, we want to find a custom template so we can establish that across all of the episodes. So when you listen to any of these intros, I love you know the music, I love the narration, the texture moment, whatever, all of the above. What's nice about it is it always sounds totally custom and original, but we're following a template that fits the content design. So once you get that content design established, then the rest will follow. That yeah. first step, though, content design is challenging, but that really becomes your map and your compass for the intro that you write. And you're also, and I'm, and I'm trying not to say this in a pejorative fashion, but you are training your listeners as to what they can expect from your program. That's great. Make it you know, easy. Make it easy for them. Know, they know what they're going to, what they're going to get. In the case of Around the Barrel, most of the time the first voice, voice they're going to hear is from the guest who's about to talk to them for 25 minutes. Then they're going to hear music, then they're going to hear me, uh, then they're going to hear more of me, uh, but then we're going to get into the, that conversation and at the end will be, you know, a little call to action about how they can listen to this uh, podcast every couple of weeks. My most favorite shows, uh, podcasts, whatever you want to call them, are the ones that I know, here are these segments. And if, if I don't enjoy part of the segment, I know that I can fast forward ahead to something towards the end of their show that uh, it's a segment that I know I'm going to like every week. So, you know, there, there's a lot of different ways to approach it. Uh, but if you do have that templated idea in place, then your, your listeners know what they can expect coming up and adjust accordingly. I like that idea of consistency. That is a theme that we're going to hear across all of podcasts, any kind of content creation, especially with podcasts. We have a lot of folks who ask us, well, how long should our podcast be or how often should we publish our podcast? And answers to both of those, I mean, it, lengthwise, that's important to pick it strategically, but also stick to it. So in our case, we're aiming for that average commute time for an American one way, about 25 to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So most of these episodes, we want to kind of land in that. But consistency also in, in the content is released. Yeah. So in this case, every other week, that we, we recommend folks don't go less than once a month. So that's an important consistency item. And finally, of course, this intro template, custom intro narration. So there is an outro, and this is a nice transition to our you know, ending of this particular interview, but there's the outro as well that mm -hmm. gives you an opportunity to have a call to action or have an invitation to do something next. Anything you want to leave us with on writing outros or, or having what we call sometimes a standard bumper outro. In that case, that's maybe the same always, yeah. but any advice on creating an outro? Revisit your social media presences. Give them yeah, as many opportunities as they can to provide you some feedback, 
tell them where you can uh, where you can share the podcast with other friends and listeners to kind of uh, make sure that they know uh, we'll hear your content as well. But at, at the same time, you know, our outro, uh, invite them to come back, you know, listen to the next episode, be on the lookout for the next episode, tell them where they can find it uh, online and, and your various other uh, podcatchers. And then while we don't have dedicated social media presences for this podcast, there's certainly Jack Daniels underscore US on most of the, the regular uh, suspects uh, that people can go and follow if, if they choose to. I think it's important to remind your listeners that you've worked really hard to try to acquire in the first place that there will be a next episode. Please do follow. Please share with your friends that that might enjoy it as well because I think we've all seen anecdotally and with hard numbers that you know the the influencer idea works in the podcaster world. People are more apt to adopt a podcast that a friend re, uh, recommends to them rather than just stumbling across it randomly. We certainly know that in the various podcatchers and podcast destinations, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all of those, there is certainly a, the possibility for discovery. But data does show us that. Don't rely yeah. on just someone randomly coming across your podcast. Yeah. Very unlikely. So good notes. And also in that outro, based on your content design, maybe you're trying to send your audience to your website, website.com slash podcast. Have that dedicated landing page. Have a place to capture maybe their email address. Maybe there's a free giveaway. Maybe there's some sort of incentive to get them to join that list. Sometimes if it makes sense, you can include a, a custom email address in your outro to collect feedback you know we've we've had that on the show before mm -hmm. we've and we've heard feedback we've heard yeah. good reviews and that's been nice and that's an important distinction the b2b strategy definitely want to send people to a website while b2c might be a little more on the social side sure um, subscribe rate review is a common phrase you might hear but anyway lucas thank you so much for coming into the studio sharing your perspective Always enjoy having you. Anything you want to leave us with, maybe including your own call to action? Uh, my own call to action. Well, you can follow me on, well, the, here's the thing. I'm not as consistent, perhaps, as I need to be in my social media presences. However, Twitter, I'm found at LucasTypes, L-U-C-A-S-T-Y-P-E-S. People ask, you know, what do you do? I type things for a living. And then also uh, on the Instagram, which is pictures of my kid and food, as in most Instagram users, I'm at Large Land Mammal. Uh, and also largelandmammal.com. There's a whole story behind that. That's a story for another day. But yeah, or... You are a quite large man. When I came yeah, to the EC this, this morning, at the front <laughs> asked, like, did you just see a large man walk by? She's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm 6'7 and you know, doorframe darkening uh, size. But more for <laughs> uh, you know the purposes of, of this show uh, and, and for Around the Barrel, please rate, review, subscribe, follow... Listen, enjoy responsibly uh, at www.jackdaniels.com slash podcast. We can find uh, both of our seasons so far. and uh, Future ones on the way. Yeah, tell them, tell them you're enjoying the show, and uh, we're, we'll ramp up for season three. All righty. Thanks, Lucas. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Brandcasting with Relationary Marketing. We're a turnkey podcast production agency for content marketing. And we'd love to hear from you. For a recap and transcript of this episode, and to download our free five-step guide to building a branded podcast, visit relationarymarketing.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this content, please follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Are you hungry for more helpful tips on how to build a branded podcast? 
stay on the lookout because season two of Brandcasting is coming soon. We've got a lot in store, including how to use podcasts as part of live events, like conferences, trade shows, and special events, all with the goal to promote brand awareness, connect with new customers, and amplify the experience for attendees. Brandcasting is a production of Relationary Marketing. This episode was produced by Simon Mack and executive producers, me, Clark Buckner, and Chuck Bryant, with editing by Dylan Caro, music by Jess Gromit, and additional production support provided by Anthony Luciani, AJ Myers, Riley Wallace, and Jasmine Merriweather. 